everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unplugged Church Edition. We are so elated and so thankful for all of your support. We thank you for joining us on YouTube and or Spotify. This is Evangelist Freddie Jones, and I have my favorite co-host with me, Elder Stacy Whitehead. How are you feeling today, Elder? I am feeling wonderful. I am feeling terrific, great, fabulous. How about yourself, I Evangelist? I am encouraged. I Amen. am. Thank God for the prayers. You know, I have a really good prayer circle yes. surrounding and supporting yes. me, so I'm very, very thankful for that. That's right, because we know the Bible says that we that are strong ought to Amen. bear the infirmities of the weak and to pray Amen. one for another. Yes. And if we shouldn't be praying one for another, you know, during this pandemic, you know, I don't know what's going on if you're you not out pray. here praying. You, you got pray. to pray it out here because it is serious out here yes. and people are not taking this pandemic serious. I am. Amen. Yeah, they're taking Amen. it very lightly. They They're are. not being mindful right. that you need to be wearing your mask if right. you are not vaccinated. Even if you're vaccinated, you should be wearing your mask. Amen. So we encourage you to be wearing your mask out here. We are encouraging you to even start practicing um, social distancing. Social distancing. Use wisdom. Yes, use, use wisdom, wisdom because, you know, they say, you know, the death rates are rising and, of course, the number of uh, cases arising so we want you all to be safe okay but we are so excited today we have some fabulous young people yes. we have a great topic saved and young young Amen. and saved awesome <laughs> <laughs> and we had none other than minister raekwon green oh, here with us he was yeah. just recently licensed okay. and ordained as a minister <laughs> to god be the glory yes. amen. Amen. amen we have sister amber gray here oh, who sis. is young and saved and love the lord on fire for Amen. God and we are just excited yes. about what you guys will be sharing with the people because you know it is a great thing to be young Absolutely. and to be saved Absolutely. and there's nothing wrong with being young and saved Absolutely. you know we want you guys to just relay that over to your peers and to the people um that is nothing wrong with loving the Absolutely. lord and yes, serving sure him enough. all you know how mm -hmm. and you know you don't have to be ashamed of god no. amen so we want you to guys to just go ahead and introduce yourself tell the audience a little bit about yourself minister yeah <laughs> um i'm a minister alexis raquan green um I attend the City of Refuge Church, which is in Dover, Delaware. Um, my lead pastor, Apostle Roach the Third, and the campus pastor is Corey T. Hayton. And I've been at that church for about nine months. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about myself. I recently um, stopped playing football. I played football all my life. And, um, you know, God called me to do ministry work, to serve his kingdom. Absolutely. And it, you know, it's more than uh, just. I'm more than just an athlete, um, and I notice that more and more as I walk with God. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, Amen. that's beautiful. That is Amen. beautiful. Hi, you guys. Of course, I am Sister Amber. I am a single mother of two. I am 31 years old, and I love God with everything in me i also own my own business um i do hair i have a product line um i've been in church literally all of my life i grew up in a baptist church um i don't go to the same church as my mother um, god actually put me on a different path 
from my family um, to me to literally have a relationship outside yes. of the immediate family so I can get to know him that's for myself. Good. Praise good God. That you brought that out. That's <laughs> yes, good. that's good. That's good. So we want you guys to just speak from your perspective. And we, we have some scripture about being young and um, when uh, there was someone who asked the Lord about, you know, being young and how you should serve him. And he told them that, you know, you have to leave everything or, you know, leave your riches behind. Um, but in, in your your cases, leave the world behind, um, leave the friends behind that are not saving God. Not saying leave them behind because you always want to still be their friends, still minister to them if you can. But how does that feel like when, what, what, now we, you said you've been in church all your life. Yes. Okay. How about yourself? Uh, I've been in church all my life, but I never took God seriously until two years ago. Um, you know, I will be, sorry, I'm 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, the first time I took him seriously, everybody, I, I was sad to speak for not just myself, but you know, we all have that trial in our life and we're like, nothing was nothing what's here mm. you know you, you're looking at life contemplating life and i was playing football and things wasn't going well and mm. i just you know i cried out the guy actually prayed for the first time mm. i told my mom i was like, i'm done with football this is freshman year in college i'm mm. done with football and all this stuff uh and then i found god and he motivated me to keep going and uh yeah and it's just, yeah, long story short, I just started um, being really active in mm -hmm. ministry rather than just sitting on a side, not on a sideline, but, you know, you just come to church. Mm -hmm. It was no uh, motivation mm -hmm. like I would in football and, mm -hmm. you know, extracurricular activities. <laughs> and um, that's probably the biggest thing was getting to know God for myself mm -hmm. rather good. than my mom, right. rather than my family, my grandma. I come right. from like a... My whole family, like my on my dad's side, is bishop, apostle, oh, wow. and it was like, you're wow. this chosen one, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. whatever. And I, was, <laughs> like, I just did, I really didn't care until wow. I had hit rock bottom. I was mm. like, yeah, I need God, mm. and people around me would just come to me. I would have like little Bible studies, wow. and uh, <laughs> and Wesley, and it wasn't like a Bible study. We would watch uh, a sermon. And we will write down what we learned from it. Oh, yeah, and that's kind of where it started. And from there, you know, I just progressed and progressed. So that's right. wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. So it was when you hit rock bottom where you felt like I need to call on the Lord that my mother, that my father, my grandfather, my, you know, yeah. like you say, my family called him. I need to know him for myself. So, and it was. Only when you hit rock bottom, that was your first encounter. <laughs> uh, my first encounter, I say it always was a. You knew. Yeah, I always knew you, God. You knew of Him. Yeah, I always him. knew God was real, but I would only pray to Him when I needed Him. You know, mm, it was like, uh, you know, I, my grades. I went and studied for a test. I'm like, God, please, I need an A. <laughs> I would always pray like before stuff like that, a like game, football game. But um, yeah, like you said, I that I would I had a foundation. And I, I'm glad that I had a foundation. I knew yes. you know, everything was wrong. I could have prayed to God. Mm. And yeah, I always fear God, but it wasn't to the like I didn't have a relationship. So okay. it was out of like really I'm scared, you know, I don't want to do nothing really wrong kind mm. of type of thing. Mm. Um, it wasn't really like a reverence. Oh so Ooh, it was that's like, good. It was more of oh, you know, if I mess up, 
yada, 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 you know, I'll be scared rather than have a relationship with them. That's, that's yeah. good. That's good. You talking about reverencing God because, you know, we pray that, the, you know, our children, you know, will walk in the fear and admonition of God. The Bible speaks of mm -hmm. us walking in the fear mm -hmm. and the admin, um, um, just admiring God, yeah. you know. And admin, yes. So the thing is, when people say fear, they think, oh, God's going to get you. The wrath of God is going to come upon you. But for us as believers, we have since learned that that's just talking about reverencing God. So yeah. I'm glad you brought that point out. It's not talking about like you should fear God. He's going to strike you down and kill you because you didn't sin or did something wrong. That's the case. You know, half the you know, continent would be gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's just that we have a reverence for God. That's that word fear. We want our kids. We want, you know, have a, you know, reverence God, love God, you know. Um, how did that look for you just um, coming into relationship with God for yourself at a young age? Well, I was honestly 13 and I lived with a parent that suffered from a addiction, which is alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, one night we were actually traveling back to Delaware and I could see my mom was struggling just to drive. Mm -hmm. The highway was definitely clear, it was mm -hmm. dark. And in my mind, I didn't know what to do. Mm. I didn't know what to do. I remember my Nana praying all the time and, you know, us being in church. And we always went to, you know, the altar to pray for 15, 20 minutes. And that's the only thing I could think of at that moment is just to say, literally, God, just allow us to get home safely. Mm. And um, I wound up closing my eyes. Once, once I had that prayer, I wound up closing my eyes. And by the time I woke up, we were really in front of the door. Wow. I cannot remember if she dozed off. I can't remember what happened once I fell asleep, mm -hmm. once I had literally the peace, the grace on me just to literally rest mm -hmm. in that prayer, just that mm -hmm. little prayer. So at that moment is when I really wanted more. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know more for myself oh, because if you. he can do that, mm -hmm. just that little That's prayer and nobody taught me how to pray. I can just hear it. You know what yeah, I mean? I can right. just That's hear good. people praying. Mm -hmm. So at that moment I was like, I know this with no wife but God <laughs> because the way she was driving, were we swerving? Mm -hmm. No. Did we get in an accident? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. You know, did somebody hit us? No. Did she, you know, run real life? Did she fall asleep? Those questions, I don't know the answers to. Yeah. The only thing I know is that mm -hmm. I egg Scott. Wow. One thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it wasn't deep. It wasn't from wow. your heart. speaking in yeah. tongues. Yeah. Yes, wow. it was really from my heart. It was a genuine prayer. It was literally not even five minutes. It was a couple words of sentence god just that's get sick. us home Jesus. safe and, and we were home safe at 13 at the age yeah. of 13 and from that point on you knew that you can pray yes. to god and that god made himself real to you at the age of 13 that's yes. awesome he revealed who he was yes. in my life wow. that's beautiful yes. that's what it's really about is the relationship like yeah. you explained mm -hmm. you know both y'all have Similar but different mm -hmm. experience, and when you realize who he is, yeah. it changes your life yes, altogether. So, yeah. how is it now that you all are in church and you have peers who I'm sure may not be in church? How do y'all, because you have that relationship with Christ, you know, there's just some things you're not going to yeah. do. You know, I know you're young, absolutely, I know you enjoy life, but you know, there's some things, you know, I started preaching at seven. So wow. I grew up with, you appreciate, you can't, 
you're yeah. preaching, you can't do that. So I got 16, I was like, I don't want to be preaching right. <laughs> I don't want this, I don't yeah. want this calling, right. I don't right. want Absolutely. this over my life. I'm a call, I'm just a speaker for the Lord. Mm -hmm. So how do you handle when, I'm gonna say peer pressure, because you know, even grown folks may have peers that do things and you might feel like that. How do y'all handle that? Or what you do? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, me personally, how do I handle it? I just know me. I know I don't belong. Mm -hmm. Literally, mm -hmm. when I say I wake up with God on my mind and my heart, I literally wake up that way. So if I do have friends that doesn't have a relationship right. with God or doesn't know God, and they'll invite me somewhere, mm -hmm. I'll I'll ask them like, "Who's all going? Okay. Where's the location? I need the address. I need to see it, visualize it mm. first." Okay. And even though it's like, well, you can hang out for a couple hours, and I'm like, uh-uh. Right, right. That's not me. But, however, have I been in those situations mm -hmm. where, you know, I was with a group of my girlfriends and, you know, with somebody else, Tom, to pick where we were going? Absolutely. I was in a... A hole in a wall, to be honest. And I was standing there. So many people that knew me was like, you don't even belong in here. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I don't belong in here. I'm trying to be supportive of my girlfriends. You know, and I would definitely say five minutes later, I was just like, okay, guys, you know, I'm going to head out. And it happens like clockwork. Every time I literally head out, something happens. It just takes you right and back it, home. And it takes me home. Like, it would be something. And I always was the one that would pray before we did anything, mm -hmm. okay. before we jumped on a highway, before we traveled. Okay. And I will always say to God, to myself, if it's not for me to be there, if it's not meant for me to go, I won't go. Okay. If I'm not supposed to be there, mm -hmm. you know, I sit in the car and wait for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not ashamed. Right. And, you know, and I tell my girlfriends, you know, y'all know I love God with everything in me. <laughs> mm -hmm. However, you know, there's times where you definitely have to step back and allow God to take over because okay. you never know what's there, mm -hmm. you, what's ahead of you. You know, mm -hmm. you never know what can happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let's be honest, all places are not good for, you know, for us as peers, you know, regardless if you're in a church, if you're at the gym, anything can happen. That's but true. when you literally walk with God, like from sunup to sundown for 365 days, you already know you have that discernment that is like, I'm not even going, mm -mm. it's not, it doesn't even sit well with me. So it's really easy for me. Yeah, it's really easy. Once they send the information I need, okay. I'll be like, nah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. okay. That's good. So what, how can you uh, Tell someone out there that does not know what discernment is or do not have the gift of discernment how to handle those situations. Now, and you really did already say it, mm -hmm. um, but again, just kind of like reiterate that, like, you know, if you don't have the gift of discernment and you don't even know what discernment is and you do love the Lord and you are in church and, um, you know, you may not know how to be honest with your friends, right. you know, to say, oh, I don't want to go because you still want to be a part of them. Right. Mm -hmm. You definitely can. It's just being open minded. You know, it's not that God is not so deep where we cannot live our lives. You know how some people may make him seem. It's being open, being transparent, you know, and not just trying to go with the flow. You know, yeah. is is when you feel his presence and you listen to his voice. 
and you know that he'll have your best interest. But the the key thing about it is, are you going to listen to him? Or are you going to listen to yeah. men, which is the friends? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to, even though you say, well, I never heard God's voice, you know, or I never felt this and I never felt that. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in at, you yeah. know, and it takes over. But in order to experience that, mm-hmm. you have to allow him to come in. Mm, that's good. Amen. Yeah. So what would you say, um, Minister Raekwon, uh, <laughs> when, you know, you know, some people, when you're young, you want to fit in. Yeah. I mean, I would say when I was 23, but you, you want to fit in. That's still relatively young yes, for yeah. me, you yeah. know, so you kind of still want to fit in. And unless God radically saved you like he did me, he like radically saved me. So he cleaned me up from drinking, smoking, all of that partying. Mm -hmm. I mean, once I I was filled with the Holy Ghost all at one time when somebody literally laid their hands on me. And I didn't even know I wanted God. didn't want God when I went to that church. (laughs) You know, I didn't even, you know, I really didn't have a really understanding of who God was. But he radically changed me. But everybody don't have that experience. So speak to that when you still want to, you know, when he just pick you up and just... All them friends you used to hang out with, and now they looking at you like you crazy. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> you crazy. If you if you don't have discernment, I say get a a mentor, okay, um, a spiritual That's mentor, good. because like they went through things that you haven't went through, and mm-hmm. they've been there, young and saved, and they kind of uh, can coach you up on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, once you start hanging around with your mentor, you, you're going gradually. Mm-hmm start getting not convicted but like you don't belong in the crowd like i remember for me um i wouldn't i wouldn't go with my friends to the room because i knew what they was going to do they was going to be um just doing stuff that i wouldn't do yeah and it was it's not saying that anything is wrong i'm just saying i knew that i wasn't supposed to be there like i could i always felt something would happen like amber said like i would Try to go to a party. You hear gunshots and the party get busted. The cops come. Like every time, I can never really enjoy myself. I'm in a party for ten minutes and something happens. (laughs) It's your fault. The cops are here. Yeah, and everybody like, dang, they starting to notice that when I'm with them, things is not doesn't Mm. run the way. So I was like, oh, and that's kind of when I figured out that I was chosen because I was like, God, why does this keep happening every time? I'll be telling my sisters and my brothers, I'm like, you're. Even when you try to like say you steal or do something illegal, like you're going to get caught mm-hmm. every time. It's not like sometimes God gonna have grace, but right. you're guy, you're that guy that's going to get caught. Like mm-hmm. you when you at your work, when you get your job, yeah, when you at your job, you had to do things right. It just it's going to come out every time. Every time you try to do something wrong, something happens, and it was yes. just like ah, I gotta just embrace it. Yes. Yeah, like, you can't you run know. from it. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I try. I, I was yes. just like her, you know, I don't want it no I more. But, you know, yeah. going, being inside of the church, mm-hmm. you know, being there all your life and knowing God and having a relationship and having a calling on your life. Mm-hmm. And you want to experience the world and you don't even know what to do. So you link up with the wrong crowd right. and then you realize, yeah, no, this ain't going to work. Right. You cannot run from it. You know, you, you can't run from your calling as much as you try. You can you can do stuff from sun up to sundown. He will continually tap on your shoulder. He will continue to keep his hand on you. He will continue to block you from stuff, protect you every time, every time right? Every time. 
So how does it feel once the God has saved you, um, separated you, um, sanctified you, um, but you still, how do, how does it, how do you share the gospel? How, I should say, how do you share the gospel with your friends, your uh, peers? So really it just depends. Like I noticed, like I had this thing called motivational Monday and I would, it's like motivate. It was motivation every Monday. Um, I would give out inspiration. It could be spiritual or just straight uh, motivation. Mm -hmm. And that was a way of how I would uh, broadcast, you know, I'm saved. Okay. And I and it kind of brought people like, oh, gosh. Because, like, before I did any of that, I was not even talking about God. I was mm -hmm. that guy scared to post God on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, you're not going to post God. I'm going to look weird. <laughs> And I kind of, once you start to be more involved with God, he changes your perspective and your, and your mindset. Um, and that really brings about ministry. Like you start ministering. It doesn't have to be in the pulpit. I, I, done, had, I done had people who I talked to in you know, high school, back in high school, I've seen them working somewhere. We're talking about things mm -hmm. and he has a story or she had a story that's similar to me and I over, might have overcame it mm -hmm. and now I can kind of give out wisdom mm, to right. help them. And that's right. ministering, that's, that's evangelism. It. Yes, like, it is. And, it is. you know, you get the number, oh, come to church, yada, yada. You know, it's like, I don't I don't try to be that, you know, behind the pool. Because there's enough preachers, honestly. It's so many pastors and preachers. Man, Amen we need people that. out in the field. Amen. Like, and I, you Amen. Know, but everybody as a young and saved, you think that, I'm gonna be this big uh, pastor. Right. Let me be, and you know, <laughs> yes. yeah. And it's like, but when you start to really get involved, you see a minister and the roles that you really have to do. You're like, oh no, I don't want to do that. You know, right. <laughs> and it's exactly. like, you know, I, I just and just being a, I would say now being a minister and before being a minister, you just a little bit more accountable. It holds you more accountable rather than um, how it was before. Like you'd be more accountable over the things you do. And I'm a minister now, so I just can't do certain things. I can't hang all the time. And That's good, that's I got good. a question. What about, um, I know you said you guys were in church all of your life mm -hmm. and stuff. Do you feel that church has a, like you were in it, but you really didn't have that relationship with God. Now I, I can understand that, at me as well. But um, what can the church do to maybe draw more young people or help them to understand relationship better. Because, you know, we had the great concerts, yeah. um, youth explosions mm -hmm. and stuff, but what do you think we can do to help the young people more in that? To relationship-wise, yeah. you know? Yeah, uh, to relationship-wise, I would say, to be honest, you just gotta start, um, and believe but a lot of times um the reason why people don't go to christ because they don't really believe mm -hmm. that he's your lord and savior they don't okay. really believe so you need the church to teach that more. yeah okay. i feel i feel as though it needs to be more one-on-ones mm -hmm. rather That's than it's group you know okay. um i remember like my walk i started i wasn't really looking at the numbers i was really looking at, at the one the one God that can get me mm -hmm. to there, mm -hmm. and that's Jesus. And Jesus, and 
every time he gets you to this person, mm-hmm. that person, mm-hmm. now you're, you know, you're connecting. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I would say one-on-one, like, after service, you go talk to the pastor mm-hmm. if you can or, you know, sometimes the ministers mm-hmm. one-on-one, like, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more one-on-one rather than, you know, a group of people and, um it's more individual, like okay. more intimate. Mm. So, so you think the church, maybe the leaders need to have more one-on-one Yeah, it, I saw definitely say that. Yeah. The, young the young people. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. That's I good. know. I would definitely say transparency. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Because growing up in a Baptist church, you know, you see all these older people. Mm. And you're like, can I connect with you about what I'm going through? Can I connect with you about what I'm going through? Or can you even get me to where I need to be from what I am going through? Or have you been where I was? You know, I would also definitely say um, being open and honest. I know our um, youth pastor, you know, uh, minister, so Tonisha and uh, Minister C, they're there with us. Okay. You know, it's not trenches with you. Yes, so, they go through like we go through. You know, they're God. not afraid to hide what they're going through. You know, they mm. let us know that you know so we're you need here. Like a youth leaders, so yes. youth leaders are good in church to help young Absolutely. people to get on track, stay on track, connect. Because yeah. you can, I guess, because yeah, you can you you can relate, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And they can relate to you. So it's good to have a, like a youth ministry mm-hmm. or a young people's ministry for the younger generation, the millennials and those that are coming, you know, so that they can understand that it is all right. Absolutely. And, you know, to be saved and love God and still have friends yeah. and hang out with your friends. That doesn't mean that you're going to be unsaved. Right. You still saved, right? right. You still saved. So Absolutely. go ahead, finish. You know. Um, I know even being a teenager, um, it's still having a relationship with God and being in the body of Christ and being on that ministry. My thought pattern was, how can I be free of what I got going through when you haven't even been where I've been? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for an overall example, uh, what's big now? Rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're a pastor... And you, mm-hmm. your parents as pastors, and you know it goes right, for the, the cycle, yeah. the legacy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How can you tell me that I understand mm-hmm. how you feel? How right. can you tell me I get where you're at when you haven't even experienced mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. So how can you free me mm-hmm. when you right. don't even know how to meet me where I am? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was big for me. Okay. If I share my you life story, realness. yes, yeah. I need the realness. Right. I need, you know, mm-hmm. of course the Bible is there. That's right. a roadmap. Yes, you can tell me pray. Mm-hmm. You can tell me to read the word. Mm-hmm. But do you truly know what I'm going through mm-hmm. inside? Right. And some of us as millenniums and some of us as, you know, younger people that hasn't had that relationship with that's what i believe that we're missing out of you know the church you know we don't even know going into a church is basically being blindsided will i be judged you know will i be talked about you know who do i talk to about having a baby by a married man or being raped or you know prostitution shame, shame, embarrassment, embarrassment, all that stuff. Who do I talk to? Right, right. Especially when you have like larger churches now. You have uh, mega churches Mm -hmm. and um, 
Yeah, young. It's not like back in the day when we were coming up. We had smaller kind. Mm-hmm. You know, we had store. We was in uh, members did. of storefront churches. Right. That, you know, everybody there was a family. Spring and mm-hmm. even though you know, some they told us sometimes if you even went through some of those things to keep it hush, hush. hush. Don't even talk yeah. about yep. it. Absolutely. But we are in a different, you know, mm-hmm. generation. We are living in a different season. Um, so that is true. How does that look when you know you've been date raped or something like that? Um, do you go to your leader or right. do you just go to your parents or, um, you know, how do I get through that being young and I want to get it off my chest? Mm-hmm. Um, share how, how should a young um, person handle that? Not being ashamed, you right. know? Well, I, I feel as though they should start with talking to God. And sometimes we don't even realize that we hold things in from God. We don't, um, always tell God everything. And, you know, I know for me, when I start being more intimate with God, people will start coming in my life, um, coming to me, same story or know how it feels. Um, And that's, yeah, I would say start being more intimate with God. And I know for like my church, we're a church, um, like the motto is like everybody's the same, you know, your hurts, your habits, your hangups, we all had it. Mm, so we, we the environment um, that's there, you can be free. Oh, wow. you, um, and a lot of times, when when you're free and intimate with God, that's when the Holy Spirit works, and mm-hmm. you know you're being yourself. Mm. And then, yeah, so. that's good. That's I would good. definitely say um, to start off, of course, th- depending on the age, mm-hmm. you know, of course you're going to have to seek therapy Mm, and a lot of people think like oh you know pray Mm -hmm. about it talk about it Mm -hmm. but when you're like you said go into church is really a trust Mm -hmm. who can i trust with my deepest dark secrets even though you know they tell us god tell us that Mm -hmm. you can trust in me Mm -hmm. you know but it's it's still I need to know how to go about this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how to pray. I don't right. know what it means in the right. Bible. Exactly. I don't know what scripture to go exactly. to. So who can I really open myself up to, to be vulnerable exactly. with right. and knowing that it's going to stay just between me and them. Right. You know, thank you for viewing and listening to unplugged church edition. Remember to subscribe to both Spotify and YouTube. Don't forget like, follow and share on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you again for listening to Unplugged Church Edition as we continue to have soulful conversations.